0: episode 495 of the pop culture roundtable the podcast that's kicking it old school because it's so cool in this episode we talk about lucky hank shorzy and trolls and princesses i'm andrew sale i'm luke gall and i'm patrick hill so get ready for the og trio because it's time for another throwback episode
1: rolling rollin', rolling rolling, rolling.
0: to kick off every episode by going around our table which is where we talk about things that are new, fun and noteworthy about our weeks. Uh what's new, fun and noteworthy about our current week is that once again we are joined by the uh voluptuous uh, stylings <laughs> of none other than America's sweetheart, Luke the G-Man Gaul. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Why do
2: they call you the G-Man? Cuz he knows know. this cuz he knows how to hit the spot. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. No, I it's going to be no, no. buckle up for an hour of this. It's <laughs> something she's never
0: said. Uh, which week first? What? Uh, let's let let's let you kick it off, Patrick, because you weren't here last week. Tell everybody yeah, that's uh, right. what we're talking about.
2: Some uh, quick things. Uh quick win. This is just a little bit of a leftover from Friends, and that is uh, Andrew picked up this. I don't even know where my camera is waffle house vistas he gave this to me it was a gift and yeah. here's when i saw this other than the fact i was excited that it said waffle house my initial thought was that this was going to be like a waffle house in the alps and a waffle house <laughs> like floating in the ocean and like I, I was just imagining beautiful views from waffle of waffle houses of waffle houses yes this is what it is, guys. <laughs>
1: I it's love just it. oh, I love it.
2: The pictures of the insides of very normal Waffle Houses, looking out at whatever a very is normal existence. There. Oh, that's yeah. a,
1: that's great though. Tell, and, tell
0: me, that's not the perfect gift for Patrick. It's awesome. Yeah, I did, could I could stand here and stare at this baby for hours. Did you? <laughs> did you? Just folds right into the wall. Um, did you read the forward yet? No. I'm excited for you to read the forward. Honestly, oh. we should maybe read the forward on air sometime, um, because it's it's kind of wonderful. And it's the it is the reason why I bought the book for you. Is it long? No, it's like a page long. Wait, does Patrick know how to read now? I'm not sure. That's why I said sometime. Are you talking about this? No. That doesn't look like a forward. Yeah, there's. A, I'm not there's gonna a- read it now. No, literally. Yeah. So you gave it to me. I'm not asking me, you to read it now.
2: And I was gonna talk about it on the episode. So I walked upstairs. I laid it right on the edge of my desk. It's been here ever since. Uh, you moved it off my desk to play D anD D. It's true. Uh, I did that. But it's uh, it's been waiting for me to talk about it here. So that that's the first thing. Uh, thank you so much for that. And it's it's such a good fit. Uh, second thing. I uh, want to briefly mention a YouTube channel that's been making me very happy lately. And that is Junkyard Digs. It's about this guy that goes around. He just buys cars that haven't run in like 30 years that are just absolute rust buckets. And he just gets them driving. It Doesn't mean they drive well. It doesn't mean they're worth anything. But it's just about like revitalizing trash. And I find it fascinating i absolutely love it the episodes are very long so we were talking about before the show and i mentioned blacktail studio and how much time he spends on his edit because he will take literally a month of content and distill it down into eight minutes or 12 minutes or whatever right right these videos are not that an individual video is an hour long Um, oh my gosh they could have edited a ton more but it's still just somehow fascinating somehow enjoyable and you learn so much so so if you're watching Blacktail Studio, for instance, you'll get some tips and tricks, but he tells you, I admit I admit a lot of the process, at least the boring process, and if you want that, he has like a separate, you know, you can pay 20 bucks and he's got this series that'll teach it to you. Right. This guy in Junkyard Digs, he's showing you a lot of the process that he's doing, which is why it's so much longer. But um, I find it fascinating. So if you like fixing up old cars, or if you just like maybe the thought of watching someone fix old cars...
1: <laughs> I You know what? I fell down in the rabbit hole of watching um, like restoration videos on like yes. either TikTok or Instagram, reels like a cheese or, cutter or something. Yeah, yeah. So somebody takes it completely apart, cleans up all the greasy stuff, sandblasts it, repaints it, puts it all together. Like those videos are so fun to watch for some reason. It's usually nobody talking, it's just a little soundtrack. But yeah. It's. I love those videos.
2: This is kind of like a, a more hardcore version of that, right? <laughs> In yeah, that, yeah. like, it's a much bigger item.
1: Would you say and, it's on the same scale as the people doing, um, like, car detailing videos?
2: So, I okay. I haven't watched many of the detailing videos because, they're depending on which ones you're talking about, a lot of those they're made dirty to be cleaned, which is like not the point. Like, you want to sure. watch things that are like naturally dirty be cleaned. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> which is with some of the restoration videos, some of them are legit, right. some of them they're like they're aging them in a in a uh, unnatural way in order to do a restoration video, so sure. you kind of have to find the good channels versus the bad channels sure. so I don't know specifically with the car de- detailing ones um it I think it's fascinating that he just kind of shows you that as long as the pieces are there, like anything can run and i i some I love that.
0: The idea that it's like not ever fully lost. That's the reason like you, that you enjoy development, like web development, because things either work or they don't, right? Like that, it's very, it's very binary in that regard. Yes, yeah. If the right pieces are in the right place, then it will work. Yeah, exactly. I've told people that it's the reason
2: I would never want to like do something like what you do, Andrew, (laughs) like uh, create art, because there's too many opinion in that. Whereas, yeah. like, with development, it works or doesn't. That's the discussion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been really loving it. Okay, last thing. I said I would talk about this on the show. This is a conversation from our Slack community for this week. And this is about buying a new computer, what to look out for. And um, I just wanted to throw in. Oh, that's I, I was, easy. Viruses. Yes. yes. I, I was going to write up. Here's the, I don't like typing. I really. I would rather have like a video chat with someone. And so instead of like typing out some big long thing, I was gonna give just a couple of things to just be aware of if you're shopping for a computer. Ultimately, if you want a computer and you want to have like like you're ready to put down money and you want to have a really serious conversation, find someone to have a long conversation. It's gonna be longer than this one. But here's just a couple quick things to keep in mind when you go to buy something. First know what applications you're going to use. You don't just go pick a Mac or pick a PC or pick an expensive GPU or an expensive CPU. Don't You don't do those pieces first. You need to first decide, what am I using this computer for? Am I using it for running DaVinci? Am I using it for running Photoshop? Am I using it for playing games? Once you decide that, and the reason I gave those three options, then you determine what hardware best supports that. So if I was going to run DaVinci, then I would know that it needs to. it's going to be GPU-intensive, It's also going to be CPU intensive. And I would know that um, DaVinci doesn't have a, uh, the application is not native for Apple Silicon, which means that there has to be translation through Rosetta, which means I'm going to get better performance on a PC. So if I'm building a machine to run DaVinci, I'm going to build a PC. Whereas if I'm building a machine to run Photoshop, that does have a native Mac application, which means that it will work very well on uh apple silicon um and it's not gpu intensive it is cpu intensive and so now i know i just want to get basically as many cores and as nice of a cpu as i can afford and i'm not terribly concerned about the other pieces so know what you want first use that to pick the computer um outside of that something to keep in mind specifically because the conversation in slack was specifically about buying a mac computer um the apple silicon i i'm rocking the m1 with the macbook pro it's working super well um obviously the m2s were just announced i think they're shipping now one weird thing to keep in uh, in mind on these specific machines the cpus are incredible for something like photoshop you don't care about the gpu The one thing is that hard drives can be a bottleneck in these machines. You want a MacBook that has a dual hard drive. It doesn't matter if you're getting 500 gigs of hard drive or a terabyte or two terabytes. You want to make sure it is using two hard drives. Because the CPU, it will, you know, whatever, process data faster than the hard drive can read and write it. Um, If there is, uh, at least in a single hard drive configuration. This is something that was pointed out on the MacBook Airs uh, that came out in the last generation. So that's the one thing I would tell you. If you're going to buy a MacBook Pro or you're going to buy a Mac Mini or whatever, the the, the chip is going to be great. CPU is going to be great. It's going to work awesome for you. Just try to get a dual hard drive configuration, uh, and you should be able to like Google that more in depth and figure out which ones have that. Uh, outside of that, using uh, USB-C to connect externals, those are going to work ex- extremely well. Um so you'll be able to get more information that way. And I do. I will say, if I was going to buy, uh, you know, picking between like a MacBook versus a Mac Mini versus an iMac or whatever, I would probably spend the money to get something that had a built-in Apple display. As much as I think the Mac Mini is awesome, if you're not, if you're doing art, if you're creating something and and color accuracy is super important for you, I don't think you can beat the value of the MacBook or the MacBook Pro. And I think that's the direction I would go if I was the one spending the money. Because I'm not gonna shell out three grand for an Apple display, and that's what it's gonna cost to get a a monitor that is as good as the one that's built into the MacBook. So, uh, or two grand or whatever it is. The point is, you're not gonna find it for 400 bucks. That's the point. So, um, I did wanna make all those quick little caveats. Just know that, by the way, fun fact if you're gaming, you don't actually, you can like, you just need like two cores. You don't need much of a CPU at all. You don't even need to run like DDR5, that doesn't matter. Like, you can get away with a lot. I mean, really, just buy the best GPU you can afford, and just everything else is almost secondary. (laughs) So, anyway, the point is, if you ever want to build a machine... if
1: you're exclusively playing games. If you're trying to stream, you need a processor.
2: Right, if you're exclusively playing games. But the point is, if you ever want to buy a a MacBook PC, whatever, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mac PC, and you have questions about which way to go... Feel free to ping me. Ping Luke. Luke knows a lot
0: about it. Like, we'll be
2: happy to answer questions. You can ping uh, me and I'll just
0: direct you to one of them. Yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) But I'm I'm not going to like just type in general threads in Slack because I would have to type so much. So just we'll get on a video call. We'll talk it through. That's all my stuff. I said I would talk about it. That's me talking about it. Luke. Yeah. You've had a full seven days to get into some type of trouble.
1: That's true. I have. Um, so the type of trouble I have been getting into is I have been three D printing puzzles to do, like brain teasing puzzles, like put things together. Is and that this ever one a mixed is cube? Super hard, no. It is like a cube puzzle where you have to like put all this together in a cube. You start with this and then you like Tetris.
0: So you can't just 3D print a full cube? You can,
1: yeah, but this is a puzzle. (laughs) Uh, And you have to get all the pieces in to fit in the cube, and I haven't beat it yet. It's very hard, and I hate it slash love it. Um, I've been doing, let's see here. Is it possible you printed
0: too many of the wrong piece? No. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was together when he just showed it to us, right? No, there was one piece missing. There was one square missing.
1: I can get down to like... I think my my best is like three open spots at the end.
2: Wait, wait, so so obviously there's like an STL or whatever the file is. Yep. You download it, you print it, and yep. I imagine it has instructions, but you just ignored those.
1: Oh yeah. I have the I have the way to solve the it, solve but it. I'm not gonna yeah. look that up.
2: Patrick would have started with the solve. You know, but that, that seems would... like so much fun. The idea of like being able to print something yeah. you then have to solve, that seems exciting.
1: It is it's super exciting. Uh I've been doing there's another one this uh puzzle it's like six pieces. Yeah, I've seen you that. F- you fit it together to That's make like a Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fit it like together to make like a three dimensional hashtag. Yeah, essentially. Yep. Um so that one was fun. Uh I've done a couple other ones that I think the boys have upstairs. Um those are those were all pretty easy, but this cube one it's hard. I'm gonna. I I was trying to look it up so I could share the link if people wanted to do it, uh, and it's not coming up for some reason. So I will keep looking, and if people uh, if I find it, I'll post it, and so people can uh, either maybe print one or find somebody who has a printer and print one and try because it's really hard, and wow. that's fun.
2: I. Mackenzie doesn't need to hear this. Mackenzie, cl- earmuffs. Mackenzie, close your ears. I
0: <laughs> here. Wait, wait. Here, I've here, been here, 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 very. Here. Tempted. I'll just mute you real quick.
2: <laughs> good. We're good now. She can't hear you. <laughs> I've been very tempted by a 3D printer lately.
0: She said, "Don't do it before you." She even heard what you said. <laughs> she typed it b- before. I'm. I guarantee you. Before your audio actually cleared to
2: the. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question though. I know that there's. Um, 3D printers that are well I don't know this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are there okay. acrylic 3D printers? Resin. Oh, resin 3D printers? Yes, That's what I Yeah, there
1: are resin, not acrylic. No.
2: Okay, so resin. No, no, wait, but resin is what I'm used to seeing. Is what I just saw resin or no?
1: No, this is filament. This yeah. is plastic, filament. plastic filament. So
2: what's the idea of the, is resin just like resin molten is liquid. liquid?
1: It's well it's not molten. It's just <laughs> room temperature. Um <laughs> It is UV cured, so it'll go through the process. You'll have like a resin vat, and it'll go through a process of going down into the vat, curing a layer, then raises up a little bit, cures another layer, raises up, and so you'll clear? see it. It can be whatever it can be color. Trans- can, it get, multiple can it get colors. bubbles in it? Yeah, but that doesn't really matter because it, the bed presses down and and uh, separates pushes out uh, all the air so that it has a um, good layer to cure.
2: Is it harder or like more durable than filament?
1: Yes and no. It really depends on the application. So back to what you were saying about buying a PC or a computer, figure out what you want to do first, and then you figure out what kind of 3D printer you want. So if you're going to be making, uh, let's say, I I have both types. Because I do a lot of terrain kind of D&D things in my filament printer, but I do a lot of um, printing miniatures in my resin printer because it's a really high detail, a lot more high detail, um, a lot more um, kind of, let's see, uh, not as rigid shapes, a lot more okay. natural shapes. Sure, so, yeah. uh Circles... Uh, Vornois, I think that's how you say it. Bulbous uh, things. Yeah, sure. Bulbus You could print Bulbasaur. Great. Um <laughs> but it's,
0: you can't do Charmander. You nope. need a different you need a different uh different yeah. printer for Charmander.
1: <laughs> uh you might be able to do Growlithe, possibly. Mm, wow, uh, nice little deep but cut yeah. the Growlithe. For FDM then you would do a lot of kind of like pieces and parts and you know, you you could print knobs for cabinetry and all that kind of like, okay. okay, all kinds of crazy stuff.
2: Like so, I, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would want to do. I don't know why acrylic sounds more interesting to me. But it, oh, wait, I keep saying acrylic resin. Resin yeah. just sounds more interesting to me. But like, I don't yeah. know any of the pros or cons. It just sounds sure. more interesting.
0: That's because you like resin toys, yeah. And so you know that you've you've had you've discussed with toy makers the idea of casting things in resin. And it does seem more premium than than filament. I would make everything.
2: So whatever like the uh, if you imagine like a deep amber resin Mm -hmm. so amber that it's like brown.
1: Yeah, like that honey that honey bear that Andrew got.
2: Exactly. I want to do everything in my life in that. Yeah. I want my laptop stand to look like that. I want my computer monitor case to look like that. I want my speakers. I want everything in my life to
0: be that. Of plug trainers. You want them to be that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yes I want everything in my life to have I just I find that so attractive
1: yeah so get a resin printer
0: okay there all right sorry uh you made cubes
1: yeah I made puzzles I've just been playing with puzzles that's about it
0: so I'll take it then I, I had two things I wanted to talk about in the around the table and for whatever reason I'm blanking on the second one maybe it'll come to me while I talk I for the first time ever started watching the big bang theory never seen the show in my life. Uh, I've been watching it now f- for the last six days. This may be day seven and hmm. I'm four seasons in. <laughs> so oh my gosh. This I weekend I that. stayed home all weekend practically. And I went through a season and a half just on Saturday by itself. Um, and so a couple things. There's a reason why I'm doing it. Um, I think i've said this on the show i think we i'm sure we've mentioned this on the show before but a, a shirt that i designed for the gap many years ago found its way into leonard's um leonard's wardrobe on the show and so years ago i was yeah. just on uh, just sitting at home one night all of a sudden my phone started blowing up with people sending me texts with screenshots of of this shirt that that leonard was wearing and I was like what the heck is going on so then I saw that oh he's he's wearing this shirt and then for several there are several other episodes where he wears it as well it's just part of his repertoire like the the show's stylists or costume designers picked up the shirt and it was part of his repertoire so the other day I saw that that Big Bang Theory was being kind of highlighted for me inside of HBO Max and I thought you know what let's give the show let's give the show a go it would be fun to actually see it in context there we um, are. I didn't what'd you say so you've watched four
2: seasons and haven't seen it yet, and I you're just going it. episode by episode trying to find this shirt.
0: It's not that I'm trying to find it. Now I'm like, now I'm invested in the, the characters. But the whole one of the main reasons I started watching it was to see it and and to like see it in the wild. Well, the show is twelve seasons long. <laughs> it's That's like a big commitment. It's a it's a it's a real heavy lifter of a show, and um, I you don't feel, know that I I don't know that
1: I love it. I was gonna say, do you feel like this is time well spent? Uh, I don't like that question. (laughs) Well, it's just because every time I've tried to watch that show, I find myself going, when does the funny stuff happen?
0: Yeah, I don't
2: laugh out loud a lot. I did watch season one and two when I was in college. And at the time, I I mean, I got a kick out of it. I enjoyed it. But a couple years later, I thought, oh, I like that at the time. Maybe I'll see like what's up now. And I could not get into it. It was just like the... Uh, I I don't know. It was a void of funny when so, I watched could, it. And I haven't been able to go back. So I did have a, a good initial experience.
0: But people that stuck with it for its entire run, I have no idea how. So here's what I was... I was talking to somebody about it today. And I told them... They were asking me what it was like. And I said it or th- that it, it falls so much in line with like tropes. I said it's very... Uh, very, it's, it's, what did I say? Tropy (laughs) sitcomery. Like it's characters being extreme versions of a thing consistently and constantly. They never let up on this, this, like the character develop. there. It doesn't seem like there's major character development. It just seems like they have just doubled down on the characters being the way they are. And sometimes it's uh, sometimes they hit on something funny and I find it comical. And then sometimes most often I feel like, oh my gosh, really? Like, why are they still writing this same joke for this character? It's four sure. seasons later. Like, let's yeah. let's grow. It's unlike watching New Girl, right? Where you sure. could be really worn out by the characters. It if if the characters stayed the same as they do in season one all the way through, you'd be tired of the show. You wouldn't want to finish it. But the characters evolve. Same is true with The Office. I know that people have problems with the last couple seasons of The Office, but even still, some of the some of the main characters who we've been with for the whole time, the, the development of those characters is what keeps you hanging on and keeps you around. I'm not necessarily recommending people go watch the Big Bang Theory. I do notice, though, that there are some there are some things and some attributes about Sheldon who I hate. Sheldon is probably my least favorite character. <laughs> but I also notice there are some things about Sheldon that I relate to. <laughs> like. I like, like I could inability total... to see social cues or yeah, like I'm terrible <laughs> i'm I'm terrible with social cues. no, just how how particular he is. and I've definitely gotten better about that over the years, but but I could see like uh, several years ago that i I could be very hard nosed and and um and just like pigheaded about things being the way that I need them to be, or else. Um, and I still have a, a sense of if there's something that I don't want to do, I'm not going to do it, and I don't mind telling the people I'm around that I don't want to do it. But um, anyway, he's the most mentally um, questionable mm. character on the show, and I think I relate to him the most out of all of them.
2: Well, I think <clears throat> what I maybe find fascinating is how like how many people love the show, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. fine. Like I I need to be clear, like people can like whatever they want. Like just uh-huh. because I had a couple seasons i liked and then like now i find it unfunny doesn't mean someone can't like the show so yeah. this is this is not a knock at someone for liking it but i think about shows like um like this uh this Texas 911 show or i think about like blue bloods or things like um like what you're describing like young sheldon and there are enough people That love this type of TV, that it is like the dominating force, and it's this stuff stays on for decades. And Mm -hmm. it's wild to me. Like it's incredible to me that there are so many people that these shows survive. And a lot of the shows that we gravitate towards to, like, they're just not going to. Like like realistically, if you look at watch numbers, they aren't the popular show because it's it's these other or like CSI or something like that. It's just it's incredible to me. That so many people love these shows. Yeah.
0: So that's what I've been doing. When, when I see my... Here's the problem with me. All right. I'm going to admit that I have a problem here on the show. <laughs> I am a completionist. Yep. <laughs> so like, I, I was waiting for it. I've got eight, <laughs> I've got eight seasons left to go. <laughs> Inevitably, he's going to be wearing my shirt on on the f- season or the series finale. And I'll f- finally be able to stop watching Um. So I'll
1: find a screenshot. Just stop watching.
0: I mean, this is. I've seen screenshots. I I want to see it in context. That's kind of my whole point. I've seen all the screenshots from all the episodes that it's been in. But like, I want to. I just want to. I just want to see it. Like, I want to. Do you think this is like the forty-five plus crowd?
2: Like, okay, think about people that grew up and their families were around the TV. Like, so
1: yeah, I. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. I have well, an a I'm saying,
2: there. so like for us, I mean, that's, that's probably the experience for us up until we're in high school. And now yeah. Netflix is a thing. And now all these streaming services are a thing. So maybe we've transitioned. If we think about like our kids, on demand is the only way. Like that's yeah. the media how they want it, where they want it. Well, what's but what's the
0: context for, for, for what you're saying in reference to But
2: what to I'm saying Bang is, Bang if you think about the people that consume network TV, Mm-hmm. Then, like, is that going to largely be the person that didn't convert to streaming? Like, maybe instead of being in high school when streaming became a thing. I, I
1: think I think there's two things. I, I think it's that age group, but I also think it's mainly people that just still have cable. You know, they. they
0: because it's just what's on, and so they watch yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and whether they DVR it or they watch it live, they're still picking from what's available on cable TV. Mm. So that's, sure. That's And that is still the majority of I, Americans, I would say.
2: Now I want to know if when I'm 55, if I'm just, if now I'm suddenly watching, I'm not going to make it to 55. <laughs> You're not going to get to 55. Come but on. I'm saying now I want to know if when I make it, if don't make it to 55, <laughs> if I'm going to be watching CSI.
1: No. We'll see. No, you'll be watching some other. You'll be
2: watching YouTube. Well, that's true. I'll be doing everything. Yeah. Maybe CSI will have transition. They'll release only exclusively on YouTube by that. CSI point. YouTube.
1: <laughs> CSI, It'll be CSI YouTube shorts. That'll be the yeah, next yeah. thing.
2: It'll be CSII, Crime Scene Internet Investigation.
0: Oh,
1: man. We, we're oh, on no. it.
0: Don't give me uh, any ideas. Are you listening, Jerry Bruckheimer? Is he who does CSI? <laughs> There's no way to know. I don't think Jerry Bruckheimer is dead. He's not no. dead. The chat is saying that Jerry Bruckheimer is dead. I, th- I think we're wrong on that one. Yeah. We need to find out an answer to this before we move on.
1: Jedi, I think he's past his prime, but I don't think he's dead.
0: <laughs> In fairness, if he's dead, he would still be
2: past his prime. That's true. <laughs> That's, um, you're
1: not wrong. So therefore, you're not wrong.
2: <laughs> All right, let's see. Jerry Bruckheimer. No, he's 79 years
0: old. He's not dead. There you go, guys. There's your, there's your Jerry Bruckheimer update. Right, <laughs> so for anybody watching did. Twitch, you can go and turn off now. <laughs> you got what you came for. <laughs> He's still alive. Um I like, all right. I, I like yeah, to imagine
1: there's somebody watching that heard that and goes, "You know what? I want to watch a Jerry Bruckheimer movie." And they've stopped watching. They've stopped they've stopped go.
0: tuning in here to go watch Pirates of the Caribbean. I yeah. vote that I love we it. start
1: I a weekly happen.
2: segment. That's what I'm going to do. See you guys. Is Jerry Bruckheimer still alive? And every week we'll just
0: update you. We just check in. We just check in on the Bruck. Yeah. Tune in <laughs> next week. The Bruck. <laughs> he prefers to be called The Bruck. Um, what is it that John Krasinski says in the Arrested Development? I think it's season four, Arrested Development. He says that's not charring his tree. He just, he, he he's not going to get off the boat for that. And they've got the big boat from Pirates of the Caribbean, because their logo is the no, tree no, yeah, getting I, hit by lightning. That doesn't butter my biscuits. <laughs> and he says that's not that's not charring his tree. On that note, I had no idea we were going to get that deep in the weeds on Big Bang Theory. Um, But uh, we did, and so it's okay that I forgot what the second thing was. I'll just bring it next week if I remember. If not, it wasn't important enough to talk about. But that's going to be it for our Around the Table. Up next, let's go to our Master Categories. Every week, we talk about the Master Categories. Those are the categories that we get by rolling our dice each week. Those dice give us our categories. We pick our topics based on those categories. And Luke, uh, you yes. are taking on the position of of Lauren, who got a 20-sided die last week, which is the opposite of what you did last week, where you right. got Patrick's shitty category yeah. <laughs> that you had to fill yeah. in for. Yeah, um, We're convinced, Patrick, that Mackenzie wasn't even home last week. You just didn't want to talk about fashion, and that's why you called Luke. Um, <laughs> no, I, I told Luke
2: when I talked to him that I was practicing the art of being fashionably late. I actually jumped on about 30 minutes after y'all stopped streaming <laughs> and did my
0: category then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that wasn't so
1: clever. Um, so, Luke,
0: you got the 20 sided die. So, tell yeah. us what uh, you're talking about this week.
1: Uh, so, I am, I started my second watch through of the show, Shorezy. Uh, Shorezy is a Canadian television show um starring Jared Kiso, who is the same guy from um oh my gosh, Letter Kenny. Um mm, okay that's now I know so, why
0: Kreider likes this show.
1: Yeah so it's uh it's very much the same humor. Uh, the idea is uh he plays this this guy Shorzy uh who plays for the um local hockey team and they're terrible and they're going to shut the team down. Uh, but he makes a bet with the owner that, uh, stay, uh, stay together. If, if you let me control the team, we won't lose any more games. And it's like, uh, it's just full of funny, stupid characters and, uh, really kind of deadpan humor. Um, there's a lot of like ongoing gags in the show. It's, I mean, if you like Letterkenny, it's very much along the same lines. If you don't like Kenny, you probably won't like this show. Um, but I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's, uh, I like it better than Letterkenny. Um, because it's not as, uh, I feel like Kenny is a little bit unapproachable for somebody who hasn't. Like it's an acquired laugh. Like you have to I feel like you have to watch Letter Kenny for like four to six episodes to really kind of get the the nuance or the timing or the pacing of the show sure. to really kind of understand. I, I
2: get that. That makes sense.
1: Um but Shorzy is is a little bit uh more approachable and it's 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 just really fun. It's stupid, but it's it's a blast to watch. You know,
2: Letter Kinney is one of those shows, so I haven't seen Chorsey, but Letter Kinney uh-huh. is one of those shows that I have watched, uh, I think, two seasons of, maybe? Mm-hmm. And uh, the people that like it are crazy for it. Sure, they, yeah. they are fanatical. Yeah. And while I will watch clips and find it humorous, uh-huh. I feel like to develop that, like, I, I, where you, like, see it the way a fanatic watches it, uh-huh. you're right, like, you have to watch it enough to kind of be feel like you're in on it yep um because if i just watch one episode by itself it is not as good as people make it out to be (laughs) right well it's It's good but it's not like i I think
1: i think letter kenny has the same thing that happens with napoleon dynamite it's a hilarious movie to think back on parts and quote and and talk about but it's not that fun to watch
0: it's a time capsule. <laughs> like Yeah. It's, it's a timestamp of when you watched it, the age we were when we watched it. Like, if I played that movie for, for Cooper now, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he would think that it's funny.
2: Sure. And that's all. It wasn't funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to
2: be, no, no, it was funny. But yeah, I, I still, to be clear, I still enjoyed Letterkenny. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just remember feeling like... A missing part of it. And I'm sure if I continue to watch it like I would develop that part. Yeah. And definitely. Suddenly, like if I went well, back, it would just because be Because
1: they do they keep a lot of running jokes too, just like Shoresy yeah. has. Um, you know, it's just those are even more hard to spot because it's just been on longer. There's more seasons. So a lot of those jokes have been going season to season now. Yeah.
2: For those in chat, if you watch Letter Kenny with me, you would just be sitting like like waiting for me to laugh in the corner just like watching and then i would just have like a confused look on my face that would be the experience
0: i tried watching i think i tried watching two episodes of letter kenny and i just i couldn't i couldn't couldn't
1: yeah i mean it's it's also one of those shows that people either they like or they don't like absolutely
2: four seasons of big
0: bang theory i I relate more to big bang theory I relate more to it. Like they're they're talking about c- collecting toys and comic books and playing board games. Like I relate more to that. At least the letterkenny guys like the letterkenny guys are like uh, it's like a, a real life Canadian version of um, king of the hill. King of the hill. That's, That's what exactly what it is. About, yeah. It's a it's no, a no, live it's action Canadian
1: Seinfeld. That's what it is. Okay. Well. Oh,
0: good.
2: I don't like Seinfeld. So
0: this I all love Seinfeld. Up. It doesn't feel like Seinfeld at all to me. <laughs>
2: You just didn't give it long enough, and I understand that there are shows like that. Like I, this is not exactly the same thing, but I, I, used to love. Here we go. I used to. Uh, I said that wrong. I used to love Lost. I used to love to watch Lost. That's the whole <laughs> sentence. That I, I used mixed to watch together. Lost, and uh, I. What's funny is I didn't like it until Echo's storyline, which is like twelve episodes oh, wow, of season yeah. two. It's because which, you like cocaine, which is therefore like. 36 episodes into the show (laughs) it's an insane number and so i'll tell people like listen if you just make it 36 episodes you're gonna love this show (laughs) yeah so anyway i didn't have time with letter can i
0: can i say because of what's happening in the chat right now i need to say this i meant to say it last week when lauren was on the show um and i forgot i do not understand what the big effing deal is with andor I finished it. I, I finished it because I had to finish it. I do not get it. It ended, it. I'm like, "That's it. What?
1: It's the what? best Star Wars we've seen <laughs> since." Yeah, Why? y'all keep saying so that. Long. Y'all keep saying People that. People
0: keep saying that, and I don't understand it
1: because it's so good.
0: <laughs> That's not quantifiable. That's just the yes, thing. It is. <laughs> it's like I, I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I tried. I gave it. I gave it all I had. And um, and then it ended, and I was like, "That was the finale. Like, what was so big about this finale? Like, what what even happened? What did they accomplish? It didn't feel like we accomplished anything." <laughs> but just on the topic of shows that people watch that don't that that people love, and then other people just don't get. I that's what I'm saying with Andor. Like, I don't get why people have have such a an, an infatuation with in infatuation with this infatuation movie, TV show. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> are you done luke <laughs>
1: yeah that's okay. it i'm sorry we've got on to another yeah shorzy watch shorzy it's great if you even if you don't like glitter Kenny, try it because it's funny that's all just do that
0: i'll watch it thank you i'm not gonna agree
2: to watch it i no, yes, i are. will agree to watch it yeah, yeah is it also watch I've, it. Got, I've got i've got eight more canadian? seasons canadian? i've
1: got eight more seasons of big Bang am i saying it's finish. canadian
2: is it Canadian? Yeah. It's super Canadian. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was set in Jersey. No. Jersey Shorzy? No. <laughs> I no. I don't know. Okay, it's Canadian. I'm actually more inclined to watch it now.
0: <laughs> what where were you when he was doing the like the
2: whole premise? I actively don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Even when I'm on it. Like I am like listening whole, to a book on audio right now in my headphones. The
0: whole. Set I don't up. wear these to was, listen to y'all. Was talking about the Canadian ties. Oh
2: I god. just thought he really liked Letterkenny. I don't. I didn't know why he was comparing it to that.
0: Oh, my head hurts. Oh god. Uh,
2: okay. Is it my turn?
0: <sighs> um, it's Luke's yeah, job to head. hand it off. Yes, He's Patrick, it, go.
2: Okay, go, Thank Patrick. The Lord, I have future TV. And I'm talking about TV I've talked about, but I don't remember if I talked about it on the show because I don't listen to this show. So I'm going to talk about it again. And that's Lucky <laughs> Hank. This comes out March 19th. It comes out in March. Let's just say middle of March. And this is a show featuring Bob Odenkirk. The showrunners are Aaron Zellman and Paul Lieberstein, which you'll recognize from The Office in Silicon Valley. And Paul Lieberstein des- described the writing
0: of this show as The Office. But with smart people. Whoa, I would watch this show. So Paul Lieberstein, for everyone watching, is Toby. Yes. Toby Flenderson is who we're talking about. there isn't a full trailer for this show. There are
2: two, like, 40-second teasers that are out. One of them shows nothing. One of them shows a couple other characters. By the way, Oscar Nunez is also in this show. Um, But uh, the idea is that um, this is based off a book called Straight Man, but the idea is that um, Hank, uh, actually, so Lucky Hank, his actual name is William Henry Devereaux Jr. That's Oden, Odenkirk's character, that he's the chairman of an English department in a badly underfunded college in the Pennsylvania Rust Belt. Um, and if it's anything like the book, then I think that over the course of the eight episodes, they're going to look at like eight days maybe it's gonna be like a a short time period my understanding of the book now i haven't read straight man but my understanding from the synopsis is that it's like a a short slice of this person you know like a week in the life basically where a lot of crazy things unravel both with his work life and his personal life and his home life etc um it seems like it's gonna be like it's, it sounds like it could be pretty, uh, uh, emotional or have some, I don't know if dark is too far, but it's gonna, it's gonna deal with like marital stuff and it's gonna deal with home stuff. I mean, this is stuff that for us being adults, we probably read into a lot more than if you watch this as a teenager. But, uh, at the same time, just hearing how Paul Lieberstein describes it and seeing some of the people attached to it, it's actually got, um, some characters that you will recognize or, or actors, I should say from Silicon Valley and from The Office and from these other shows that we like, based on who's who's involved with it, it seems like it's going to be a a comedy, like a fairly funny comedy, but again, have some probably pretty cutting issues that it's dealing with. This is going to be on AMC+, and I think it is only coming out on streaming. So you have to catch it there. There is no planned, from I can tell, season two or season three. This may be just a one go and that's it. Uh, but that's what you say about a lot of things until it makes money right sure. so uh, we'll see but it's called Lucky Hank it'll be available uh middle of March like I said I think it's March 19th and there's just still not a ton of information about it so I was excited to come like give you all these little tidbits and like w- we could watch the trailer together and we could do this it it just doesn't exist yet so even though it's very close not a lot of information although I will say one thing Odin Kirk did say and this was also stated by either Russo or by uh, Lieberstein, which was that basically the second he finished reading the script, he was ready to sign on to it. So for whatever that means, it seems like is a very exciting project for him. And again, it's going to have a lot of people involved
0: that you are going to know and you are going to recognize. So that's it. Lucky Hank. That's awesome. <coughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited to check that out as soon as someone allows me to use their AMC login. So I'm not gonna pay for AMC <laughs> just for that show. Well, it won't be me. So we're gonna do a community watch. So someone who has this will just uh, screen share while we all hang out together for the sake of the show. We're looking at the chat for who's going to take up the offer. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm going to round us out here. Um, first of all, Patrick, that was good. Uh, fu- you because you had future TV. And, and it's near future. It's, it's very near future. Here it's it so goes. so future that we don't even have a, um, a, a trailer for it yet. So that's awesome. Um, but I got, this week, I got future games. Uh, and so anytime I get future games, I, I hop on over to our, our old friend, the Kickstarter, uh, and see Whoa. what games are out uh, or, or games are coming out that people can back and be a part of before they actually hit the market. I found this one um, that I think is going to be a cool one to showcase. And Luke, I'm I'm glad you're here tonight because this seems like it's right up your alley. I'm going to share my screen. And we're looking at a game called Trolls and Princesses. So Ew. Trolls and Princesses is an easy-to-learn, hard-to-master strategic board game based on the Scandinavian troll legend. By the way, Ooh. this was the name of my sex tape. <laughs> trolls and princesses the big nose edition um (laughs) so i uh so i want to talk about this game for for just a minute and then talk a little bit about the the rabbit hole that i went down checking it out so um this is essentially uh a medium to um to hard no medium to heavy uh euro style board game so you're going and uh you are sending um you're sending characters out to locations to do various things uh and what's that called uh worker placement it's a worker yeah. placement style board game um so very much in the vein uh think of um of uh what's the game that I was just talking about the other day patrick with the tree um e- everdell everdell very much like everdell or uh like scythe or like a uh what's um What's the one that I Root. hate so much? Catan. <laughs> uh, a bit like Root. Yep. So it's kind of like a, a mishmash of all of those, but it's got this playful, this place, playful theming to it. So you go around and you, you have to... Uh, there's caves and there's villages, and, and in the caves and villages you do various things. There's different actions depending on what locations you're in. Um, and I'm trying to scroll down to show you um, some of these characters. So here's the board. Uh, you see that the board that happens here, but then you each, besides the main board, you build out. There's tiles to build out your own cave, which is like your home, your home base. Okay, okay. here you go. Here are the characters. So this oh, is the troll. Great. This is the troll king.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, then you've got the princess, and then these are the the main trolls that like the these are who you play as essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's you have to go around and swap human babies with troll babies, so you infiltrate. Yeah. Um and then your troll babies grow into full grown trolls and then this you is go horrifying. You have to go do these things. Um you have to steal cattle and you've gotta steal babies, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um wow. and so what Which you're looking
2: babies are kind of like human cattle.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of thinking about okay. it. Okay. Um that's that's yeah, that's the great I way like by the way it. the designs on these meeple that the
2: the designs are chunky like the meeples are chunky, as mm-hmm. opposed to it just being Oh, what we can af- afford is like wooden tokens, and whatever design we have, we'll just put on the side of that.
0: It's it's definitely leaned into itself. Like it's it's accepting the because these days I typically don't buy games with meeples. These days, typically I buy games that are that have minis, right? Sure. I like meeples. Like they seem cheaper, and they are. Um, they do seem cheaper, but this yeah. one seems to have elevated the cheaper approach, uh, yeah. much like that the game that I showed you guys two weeks ago, the Force of Pangaea. Where those uh-huh. meeples have been screen Probably printed on, or whatever. Sure. So these screen printed characters right here, um, these are the ones that come with the big nose edition. So it's kind of oh. like uh, it's 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 a deluxe version, essentially. The if you get the the base game, um, it comes with these right here. They're just plain, and that plain they look cheap to me, right? Um, but the you can see these are the troll babies. These are the humans. These are the human babies, uh, and then there's these church bells, and these are the princesses, and here's the cattle, and then there's one troll king who's a who's a big style uh, meeple. So, um, I'm 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 really intrigued by this game. It, I say medium to heavy because this is a this is this game is up to four players, and it can take two hours to play this game. It is decei- oh. deceivingly difficult based on. Um, how it looks like if you're just basing it on the the components of the game, you think, oh, this looks pretty um, like, a, like a key, like Catan or something like that. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, but you've got these different assets. Do you see this? Uh, these are the yeah. like the actual diamonds and the little gold bars. These are all part of the deluxe version or the big nose version. The big nose version of the game is. um uh, American, or 75 euros. I'm such a sucker for those diamonds. I know. They look really, really good. Because they're not like the same ones that are in courts. These look actually like they're diamond-shaped, which
2: is really cool. Okay, pause break. This is what I couldn't remember to tell our audience. And I wanted to tell our audience because I think that they will find this funny. We played board games with a new person this past week. Yes. And that person is differently sighted. And what I mean to say oh, oh is apparently gosh. half of the colors that exist, this person just doesn't see them. He, he can't colorblind. see
0: half the... No, he can't... Yeah, he's... He can't see sure. half the colors. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. So,
2: we played Veiled Fate first, mm. which is nine different color uh-huh. entities uh-huh. yes uh-huh. and
0: some of them are like slight variations of color like teal, uh-huh. and, teal then green. and blue and yes. purple and green <laughs> yes. like
2: yeah. it's garbage
1: is that the one where you're drawing cards from different places and you have well, to, a lot like, of teams do that and well you have uh, you're either you're one of these factions and you're wherever you pull a card from you do the action where you pull the card from
0: no so,
2: this is the one where there's nine demigods and you can move anyone you want to. So, everyone plays all characters. And mm. basically, and it's every hidden. mechanic in the game is a
0: coin flip
2: mechanic. It's like and light versus it. dark. Uh, and so, you're just constantly flipping a coin and wagering the whole yeah. game. So, mm.
0: finish your story. Because we, play, we played. Yeah, Bailed we played Fate that where first. All the characters are varying shades of essentially the same color. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like it. By the way, this guy's a designer. I also need to tell you that. They didn't like it.
2: And then, and that's fine. It, like The fact they didn't like it well, and no, the he, fact that they he have liked it. He liked like it. Cody liked it. Yeah. 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 The other guy didn't like it. But then we were like, oh, well, let's just play this other game. We don't have a lot of time. This is one you can pick up quickly and play. And we picked Quartz, yep. which is a game where you pick colored gems out of a bag yep. that are and all... get bonuses based on the color that you pick. Yes. So yes. not only are they different color, but they're like, have the same opacity shape. like transparency and yes. so depending on how the light hits them they look
0: slightly differently as well he was examining every single one as he'd take it out of the bag he's like is this an amethyst is this a sapphire
1: anyway we are terribly <laughs> unaccessible and that's what i recognized <laughs>
0: <laughs> we picked two of the p- potentially the the worst games to pick for somebody who has that kind of color blindness. <laughs> So anyway, Andrew, sorry. Continue. <laughs> anyway, all right. Back to the back to the trolls and uh, princesses. So uh, what I like about this game, other than the fact that it's different, um, I do like the the, sc- the screen printing on the meeples, and and I do like this kind of game. But I also like that it's deceptively difficult, um, and or deceptively simple. Like it it looks simple, but but it can actually be hard to to strategically kind of conquer. Um, sure. But I would totally go with the Big Nose Edition. It's slightly bigger box. The the components are better, nicer. All those things. I I just really smells even mess better. It. it probably does smell better. Um, but here's what it did. Here's here's what I like about this. One, this game is slated to come out in October of this year. That is not a long turnaround for that's a awesome. board game on Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's nice.
0: That's really nice. And so the Kickstarter is still going. Uh, I believe it's... How long do we have until this thing ends? Let me just scroll back up to the top real quick. Um, we've got 17 days to go. So you have a chance to back this. This game is already fully funded. It's already doubled uh, its its funding goal. Um, you have an opportunity to, to get this game, whether you're watching this live or if you're listening to this on release day on the actual podcast. Um, check this game out. I think, it's, I think it'll be a really good addition to your... Um, to your your game closet or your game shelves, um, but here's that's the cool. here's the here's the trail that this sent me down. I read that this is a it's based on the Scandinavian troll legend and I wanted to know more about Scandinavian troll legend mm-hmm. so I searched it and started reading a bunch of stories. First of all, it didn't occur to me that that's what like they were talking about fairies and things like that in Eurovision
1: yeah. right
0: it's a similar story to yeah. the fairies in Eurovision right so yeah. these are these these creatures these characters um, I found this uh, this thing on the, Nor- the Norwegian mythology um, site that talks all about trolls and it walks you through all of these th- these stories of trolls I've read stories about wow. how uh, y- this this kid, um tricked a troll into thinking that he was strong by squeezing um this thing of cheese that he had that made he made the troll think it was a rock but he was squeezing it so hard that the whey came out of it and this the troll thought that he had been bested and so he forfeited i also read a story about how his troll was was tricked into eating so much porridge that he killed himself um, because the kid Seven. was tricking him by pretending to eat th- porridge but he was pouring it down his shirt and he wasn't actually eating it and the troll ate himself to death and then i learned that trolls if you can't get rid of them by by cheese or um outwitting them in food eating contests you can get rid of a troll by shaking a be- a church bell at them because because trolls are unchristian entities is what it says yeah. on the nor on the norwegian mythology site um and you can just you can just shake this or you know ring this uh church bell at the, uh, at the trolls and, and they will run away um, because they, they can't It's kind of like holy water uh, or holding up a crucifix, right. To a, yeah. a vampire or
1: something like that. And that's so, where the
2: uh, Bob Dylan song ring them bells came from.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, culture. I about uh, probably, uh, it would be four or five months ago at this point, did a, some mural work for a guy um, uh, in Alliance, Ohio, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, 25 minutes from us. Um, I got the job by a guy I work with at Synergy. His name's Dave. He is a sculptor, but he does all kinds of other freelance art stuff. Um, He used these people that uh, I got hooked up with own the world's largest troll... All collection and they okay. have a museum in Alliance called the Troll Hole or something like that. <laughs> you got exactly the like Troll something. Hole. It's <laughs> insane. The boys so hole. <laughs> we insane. we walked over there one day and he took me through it because he, he used to do uh tours. So they would have people come in and like do tours. Uh from all over the United States, people would come to this come, come to this troll museum. And it's fascinating. There's there's a mix of obviously like the troll dolls, but then there's all this other like Scandinavian, Norwegian troll mythology all over the place too. And it's, it's fascinating. It's crazy. So that's many different things are tie back into like troll mythology.
0: So, uh, yeah. So that's what, that's where I want to land on, on my topic this, this week is um, I learned about all these different kinds of troll mythology. One of them that I read about is, the mountain troll, right? Yeah. So, and th- specifically the mountain king. And there is this whole folktale about this troll uh, who lives in the mountain caves uh, and he's the, the mountain king. And it cl- it clicked with me like, oh my gosh, I own a board game about this that I've never played. And Patrick and I talked about this the other day that I, I own games I, I've kickstarted and I've got sure. and they're brand new and I've never played them because I they've come in when it we just not Yep. Yeah. So we all have games we never played. But I have this game right here. I don't know if you can see this.
1: Oh yeah.
0: In the Hall of the Mountain King and it's uh-huh. all about you playing as these troll factions. Yeah. And uh, now that I realize that this is actually based on like Norwegian folktale, I actually have the the um this is the first game. I actually have the follow-up as well in the other room, nice. um which is uh The Fall of the Mountain King. Um and the pieces are incredible. Like I, I backed the like the uh, like the deluxe version and it's really su- super nice. I've never played it, but it's really, really nice. It's got like foil embossing and all of this, like all miniatures and things. It's really great. Um, That's but awesome. I didn't know that it was based on actual Norwegian folktale and folklore. So now I'm yeah. even more excited to play these games. These are um, a bit like m- lean more toward the heavy euro yeah. style game this the, yeah, sure. the fall of the fall of the mountain king and the hall of the mountain king um but you play as these trolls and these troll factions and so um it just felt like this full circle thing where i was reading about a game which led me to read about um you know all the actual stories and the folklore that that exist around it and then it led me back to a game so that's what we call a full circle master category amazing on that note i think We're going to call this episode done. I think we've conquered this episode. So we need to roll our dice and figure out what we're talking about next week. I can guarantee I won't talk about trolls. But also, I'm excited to
2: see y'all next week. Okay.
0: (laughs) Thanks. I thought there was going to be more uh, associated with that. Um, At first, I was
2: going to say I wouldn't be here next week. And then I realized, oh, no, I will be here next week. Because it's the day before I get on an airplane. Yes. I won't be here the week after. Because yeah. I will still be in London the week after. In London be here next, I needed to name drop that, but I will be here next week.
0: Come on, that's a little Friends reference for everybody. Are you from London? I'm going to do that that's, to everybody.
1: That's not a Friends reference. I know that's. you are going to do uh, that to everybody over there.
0: Are yeah. you from London? I assume. I, I think a you'll yes.
1: probably get no. Nope, I think you'll probably get a thirty percent no. We'll see.
2: Here's the thing: I rolled a five and a four, see. and I'm-
1: you're not going to do it. We won't see.
2: Okay. I will record myself doing it. Uh, five and a four, but Lauren's not here to tell us what it means. So Lauren, five and a four, and just yeah. tell me
0: later. Uh, Luke, why don't you go ahead and roll for Lauren?
1: A seventeen and a one. Ooh, yeah, it's a past sucker. something,
0: and then I've got a two and a one. So past something. So gonna say, and she's going to say, but which one is the two? The two is the D. The two is the D twenty, and the one yeah. is the is the D four.
2: We always read in that order yes, always season always. episode
0: so on that note, I think that we can uh, go ahead and and head on out of this episode. If you want show notes and links to the stuff that we talked about uh, in this episode, just go over to m of one dot network while you're there, you can see an archive with hundreds of episodes. We talk about this each and every week um, and clearly, some of you are listening because our downloads are going up, so thank you for listening yes. to the show uh the show is thank is you doing quite well right now, uh, as a matter of fact, um, but because it's doing quite well, we need all of you people who are listening to go rate and review the show, um, because it's super helpful to us, when you do that, it doesn't cost you any money, It's it takes very little time, you can go and write your review, um, hopefully it's a five star, um, and we will read it, on uh, on air just tell us what you want to say and tell us if you want voices and uh, tell us if you want luke to do it and we can have luke do it that's how that's how that goes um you can also catch us live and never miss an episode right here on twitch twitch.tv slash m of one podcast if you're watching us live right now thank you if you're not what are you doing come on over there's stuff that we only do on twitch at this point hopefully um you don't want to miss out on what's happening the conversation is happening live with people each and every week Um, We are here on Mondays every week, but then we also do other shows all throughout the week. So you can just uh, follow and subscribe on here. Doesn't even have to cost you any money. You can just use your uh, Jeff Bezos bucks if you have a Prime subscription and you can subscribe right there. And then finally, join the conversation on Slack. Be a part of the conversation there with people all over the world all the time. Um, It's seriously all hours of the day. It's a great time. So slash Slack.
2: And let me give a quick update on some of the on the on the Twitch people showing their support. Uh, Dan Tanamo, thank you for the follow and the, sub, the subscribe. Hey, Good Neighbor for the follow. Jedi Robbies for the 12-month subscription. Kate Dijkstra for the uh, 12-month subscription. Uh, and Jetpack's also. Crider also. That's awesome. Thank you. If you uh, follow, subscribe, we'll make sure to read your name on the uh, show. Yeah. And we'll sure to get it right.
0: I think it's Dijkstra. Dijkstra, Dijkstra. I'm covering my bases. Hmm. Okay. Um, but on that note, thank you once again, Luke, for filling, um, our hole no problem. and, uh, we, we hope to see you again shortly. Um, and maybe we can all <laughs> do something a little extra, a little, a little fun. Um, but okay. for now we're going to get out of this episode. You can find me at Andrew sale with threes instead of E's, just like you see on my tag right here you can find me at luke feels my hole feels (laughs) luke feels my (laughs)
1: hole (laughs) Uh, and you can find me at luke gall on the things
0: okay on that note we're gonna get out of this episode i'm andrew i'm patrick and
1: i'm luke peace out bye hold on to your (laughs) butt